Hello, I'm Derek and welcome back to Coach's Corner. This is a podcast designed for professional coaches looking to develop themselves in the fitness industry and improve their one-to-one coaching business. In this episode, I'm joined by special guest Aaron Cook and as we move into 2023, we discussed a new era of coaching. Aaron is a very successful personal trainer based out of Gymbox uh, Westfield and but not only that Aaron is the PT manager of the Gymbox in Westfield and he is also an educator for the Gymbox PT Academy. So as part of the PT Academy we put on loads of courses for the new PTs that join the company and Aaron teaches a biomechanics and programming course. So let's get him on. Where is he? There he is. Hello Aaron. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. How are you doing? You all good? Good man, you well? Yeah, very good mate. So, um, yeah, welcome to the podcast. First time you've been on. Um, I'm sure I'm probably going to get you on a few times. So, uh, we were talking about this uh, in uh, the other day at work. We were talking about going into 2023, and I said I really want to get on a podcast. And because what you do with the guys that work, uh, what you do at work for the guys at Gymbox, all the the biomechanics and programming calls, we just got talking about what's changed, and I thought that will make quite a good subject for the podcast. So as we move into 2023, let's talk about the new era coaching and what's changed and what PTs should be looking to do to step themselves up. So the way I always run my podcast is that we kind of have like three um, key topics we go through uh, and then we just go in depth and then summarize at the end. So what I want us to talk about, mate, is what's changed in the industry, the types of coaching available, and then what, a fo- uh, what PTs can do and their focus for 2023. So let's focus first of all on what's changed. So what's changed in your opinion in the industry? Because I think it's fair to say the average gym goer, the average member, is, knows a lot more than what they used to. There's there's more education out there, right? There's more knowledge around yeah, fitness 100%. out there. 100%. Like now everything's so accessible, Instagram, YouTube. You can get a PT qualification, essentially just from YouTube. Um, no, you can search anything and everything and find an exercise for it you can find 10 exercises to work one specific muscle you know um the education of your average gym going now compared to five ten years ago is so much more developed um and it shows in their training it shows in their interest in training and it shows basically like them on the gym floor and us as pts when we go to approach um mm-hmm. me- members or just have conversation with members they're so much more like, clued up than they used to be which is great for us as a coach, but also potentially quite challenging for a new coach in the industry. Yeah, because um, if people don't know, the, the PT manager roles we have at Gymbox, the managers are basically mentors. They're there to mentor the PT team within their club. So, you know, you have these conversations all the time like I do. A lot of people say in Gymbox the members are too advanced. You know, I get that all the time. A PT joins and, like, and the members are too advanced because they're sometimes waiting for a member to do something wrong. They're waiting for a member to be swinging around on a lap pull down or just don't know where to go. And it's just like, you're not going to yeah. find that anymore. And to attract the more advanced members in the gym, you need to have better conversations. You know, they're not looking for just a random intro into something. They're looking for advice on structured programming and where they can take their training, right? So if you want to turn yeah, to these more advanced members, you just need to up your game and change the conversation. 100%. It comes in the product that you're delivering. If you're able to deliver a product that's going to help serve a more advanced member, then great, you're in the right place. You're going to be able to service mm-hmm. that member as well as possible. You're going to be able to help upskill yourself as a coach because you're now going to be taking a more advanced um, client base. However, you're not forgetting the basics of what you've learned before and what you have with those intro members because you have to have your ability like on a sliding scale you know you have to have the ability to know how to help every single person in the gym whether it be another pt um another member an instructor whoever it may be but also that person who's never stepped foot in the gym before there's no point overwhelming that newbie with your vast knowledge when you can't explain to them how to basic air squat yeah, you can teach the person who's more advanced over in the corner okay they're pulling too early in their snatch you know it's like yeah. you have to have but you have to have both you gotta have like the ability to take it right down to the basics but also the ability to take it right up there into the rafters and actually like help each member that's going to be stepping in front of you in the gym because ultimately that's how you build your business you're going to be able to service more people just from your knowledge yeah, yeah i i also find there's you know there's some members that really challenged me like I've got clients that have been with me so long now but they're like constantly going through different 
strength cycles, different phases of training, really stepping up their goals and they, they bring out the best in me because I'm like, right, I need to, there's no blag in them. <laughs> there is no, yeah. there is no, um, <laughs> yeah, there's no just making stuff up. You know, they want to know every section of their program because they might be, you know, they're requesting, you know, you'll get members now not requesting two days a week, three days a week training programs. You'll get people going, yeah, so I can commit five days and on f two of those days I want to train twice a day. And you're just going to get that style of training now. And before we dive into that, because that's going to be in a bit of types of coaching, um, let's stay kind of kind of what's changed. Because COVID's had an effect. Um, and also you've, you're also in, I forgot to mention in the intro, you're also in the Group X world because yeah. you run group, group classes for Gymbox and we arguably have the best... Uh, one of the best Group X models within London and so much planning goes into our Group X model. So what have you noticed with the effects of COVID, the effects within Group X and put all that together? Yeah, so um, in obviously lockdown, everyone was training by themselves and no one had access to their usual like term for fitness. So that's when more people actually reached out into doing more programming, looking for an individualized coach. Um, so even myself before lockdown, I was always not on the fence of doing online programming um, in terms of like one-on-one -on -one and like the amount of clients that are taken on board on like the online work. So I had like a handful on there, but I was happy and very content with those, that handful. Um, but since COVID, you had to adapt, you had to be flexible. So then basically every single person that you had in person then went online and then went into programming. And you just find your rhythm, you find your flow with it. You know, like I always found the problem of just like time. Like I'm very busy and I have very little time. And as soon as you set apart, okay, I'm gonna have this amount of time and I know how long this process takes to review clients' videos back, give them feedback, give them comments. Okay, cool, upload their new cycle, their new program, whatever it may be. Okay, cool, next person, next person, next person. It just takes practice. Yeah. Um, and as the process gets slicker, you'll then obviously be able to then condense that time down. Um, so then again, you can just essentially uphold like a bigger client base. Um, so in terms of the online programming world, every single coach now should be um, offering an online like format, you know, because there's people now who are in the gym who don't want to go to classes because they're probably a little bit too advanced now just for that mm -hmm. sort of um, part. But then also they want to have a little bit of guidance as in they're not too sure. They can go to the gym, they can pretty much competently do most exercises, but they need that guidance, they need that structure, they need to be like kept within um, the walls a little bit. Um, so like I, I, I feel as if every coach should be offering a online um, program. Like a some yeah, such. Yeah. yeah, like whether it be a hybrid or whether it be like an actual like online model. Um, because I feel as if the, the area of Zoom one-to-one -one and that sort of thing is now, I find personally dead, that's gone. Like mm -hmm. there, there, is, there are space for it if you have people online who want to see you. But um, me personally, I can't sit in front of a screen for like an hour at a time, just counting reps, you know, like personally, that's not what I'm passionate about, but that sort of thing has been come and gone. You know, it had its place in time of like mm -hmm. fitness and it will still have its like place somewhere along the line, but the programming, the um, delivering someone like an online product where they can go utilize and actually go into the gym and do mm -hmm. is now regularly available across like every gym, every like training facility that you go to because now the members are so much more competent that when you write squat their understanding of the squat is so much higher than it used to be because before mm -hmm. if you wrote squat in someone's program you were not a hundred percent sure whether they were going to be doing it to your standards you know yeah yeah so, and that's and that's something i always talk about uh on the course with the guys is the golden standard like of your standard as soon as um a client an athlete or whoever it are um understands your standard then they'll never ever get it wrong. So again, my standard for everything is essentially perfection. And when they um, can do a mastery of an air squat, when they can do a perfect air squat, you know that they're gonna be able to go load themselves into a barbell, empty barbell progressively mm -hmm. with like weights on. And if you deviate anywhere from that, then it's, it's not right. You don't have to take it back. So the members understanding of now like the movements and the exercise and the way things go is so much higher. So it enabled you to, as a coach, provide an online platform where you can write squat yeah. five by five at whatever percent. And they actually understand what that means. Where before yeah. that was only a terminology set out for coach on coach or like coach mm -hmm. and like athlete, but where now you can talk in that language with your average gym yeah. member, you know? Yeah. Um, so def definitely like COVID has a massive um, swing in terms of like the online platform of coaching, whether it be hybrid coaching or just directly programming but now you see everyone in the gym 
walking around checking their phone what have i got next and it down yeah. cool, cool cool record themselves and stuff like that so yeah it's, it's great it's cool it's cool yeah. it's cool yeah yeah it's great you're not seeing people just bouncing around machine to machine anymore just oh, yeah. oh that one's Body free let's do that yeah and just saying oh that machine's free let's go to that now it's okay what is next on my program what's my strength structure of yeah. course you're gonna get you know we're talking about we're not talking about every single member we're just talking about the majority and what's kind of changing um so let's stay on the topic of what's changed gyms are changing you know definitely where we yeah. work we are you know we've got some good stuff coming to some of our gyms next year where we're refurbing relaying out the gyms to make more miles space. ahead yeah, ma- yeah miles ahead of like the the caliber of equipment that we have access to on a daily basis we take for granted we honestly mm. take for granted so much like anytime that i go dropping at another gym i'll go to like a if I go away somewhere, drop, drop into a CrossFit box and their barbells are a little bit rough, a little bit rusty. Mm-hmm. Their sandbags are a little bit dusty. And like this, it's like, we have the best of the best. It's, yeah. it's like as simple as that. We have like the best free weight you can possibly get. You have the best barbells. Like, and it pains me to see someone in the gym, just go over, just drop a barbell on the floor. I'm like, yeah. do you know how much that costs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, do you know how much that costs? Like the facilities and like the equipment in the gym now is so much it's so different compared to what it used to be and again like without like just picking on like one specific brand but if you look at pure gym in the last like five years you used to go to a pure gym and it was just machines free weight. Mm-hmm. now if you go to a pure gym now they have a section for functional fitness they have yeah, potentially yeah. a rig they have potentially sandbags a sled and like all these other yes, little bits it's like, sled yeah and that's a the sledge way, area yeah yeah sorry a sledge area yeah. yeah yeah i think um yeah, the days of machines and lines and endless lines of cardio is cutting back and we're definitely there's cardio in there but it's more not functional cardio but people like seeing people don't just want to see a bike anymore they want to see a bike erg and a watt bike they yeah the, the, you know an assault bike they want to see all three so they got an option to do whatever the right start of workout on exactly you know um you're you're not just getting lines and lines of treadmills anymore you're getting um Oh, what they call that? Like the wood yeah, curve. Yeah, the salt run. Yeah, yeah, the salt runners and stuff like that. Like even just like looking at the barbells, like I can name like four barbells that we have. At like again, your yeah. entry level like member may not like realize or understand they're just like barbells. But you have a powerlifting bar, you have a rack bar, you have a weightlifting bar, you have an XF bar, you have all these bars in the gym, which is fantastic. Yeah. It enables you to utilize different things for what exactly they're meant to be. You know, like if you're heavy deadlifting, cool, go grab that powerlifting bar that's got like the really rough knurling. Or if you want to do something a little bit more functional, great. You've got a rig, you've got rings, you've got all these like like apparatus yeah. around that you can use and play around with. You know, like yeah. I swear, even like in one of our meetings the other day, a handstand ramp got brought up in a conversation. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, what like kid, what other gym what... in London? What other gym in London has a worm just like chilling out yeah. like that's regularly available for people to use? You know, it's it's crazy. Like the the level of equipment in the gym now is ridiculous. So what's changed? Education and general member, member knowledge has definitely changed. The effect of COVID, online programming, online models, hybrid models will win so much more now. The gym layouts, the gyms are adapting massively to what people want and people want space. They just want yeah. space, access, a load of kit. But what else has changed, I think has really, really changed, is that the average Joe can live like an athlete if he yeah. wants to now. So Especially now, yeah. If you want to, um, you know, we're, we're going to pick a sport you and I have, have, have done for a while, you know, the CrossFit world and like the functional fitness competition world, such as turf games. There are other brands out there, but such as turf, <laughs> such as turf games. If you want to treat yourself like an athlete, you can sign up to multiple competitions throughout the year, right? Absolutely. And, and I think that's what the biggest difference is and what I'm seeing in the gym. Would you agree? Like more people can compete now. Yeah, definitely. Like that, um, it inspires people you know it inspires people they see um at first originally it was like okay cool all the pts and the coaches in my gym were doing these competitions they were putting these pictures on social media and then let's just say for example then some of the coaches then higher level athletes were then jumping into the competitions and doing that and then that then allowed the other members to be like well if they're doing it why can't i okay cool i'm gonna go sign up and it was just like a really big snowball effect of just like the whole competition um competing and it's like okay cool i've now got a marker to aim for for when i need to be fit by or when i want to peak and 
all these other little mm -hmm. like scenarios it's like now people are not just going to the gym to look good for that one week holiday that they have to grieve somewhere now they're like oh crap in february i've got a competition so yes for the next yeah, like three yeah. months i need to work on x y and z so yeah the member base has definitely changed but also the members intentions have changed you know the, the clients the athletes the members have that their intention have changed. Now they're training to compete, they're training to perform, they're training to actually have a goal further down the line that's not just sometimes purely aesthetic. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's just easier to compete. If you wanted to do, like a, like a, like CrossFit was just like the only way you could do a CrossFit competition and that was really only the open, the yearly online competition if you was part of a CrossFit gym. And then they started doing in-house stuff. But now there's so many competitions if you're into CrossFit and that sort of functional fitness competitions. Yeah. If if you like fighting, there's a white collar journey. So in eight weeks you can be in the ring have, having yeah. a having a fight like you're a professional boxer. That that's yeah, that yeah. happens all year round. And we we um we host that uh, within Gym Box because we have rings within um we have a boxing facility within Gym Box. Gym Box is built on the concept of multiple boxes within one place. So then. You know we have a cross we have a boxing combat area within gym box so we we know the white collar comes through well so if you're into you know i'm in the world of triathlon there is endless triathlons running events cycling yep. sportives that you could just sign up to and train for and i think more and more people are realizing things are possible and yep. people people used to look at somebody run a marathon and then think oh that would never be me and now they're like well actually i can run a half maybe in two years i can run a marathon and then yeah um and like yeah, just for that's... example like one of the events that just um we just um me and one of the uh, my friends just competed in um the high rocks it's like obviously mm. i'm spending a lot of time at a uh, victoria location which is set up perfectly if you're going to try and train for that type of event which is an endurance event with like sled pushes sled pulls carries and the amount of people over the last like few months that have been coming in here and just been doing that and just been hammering it out it's mm. like you can you can tell straight away what this person's competing for you know, these people who come into the gym, they've got like SBD knee sleeves and a bag of gummies on the side. It's mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. That person's a powerlifter. You know that they've got a meet coming up. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's super cool that like you can have these conversations and have these interactions with other people who may not necessarily be in your circle or in your world and be like, okay, cool. What is it like for a powerlifting competition? You know, what is it like, mm -hmm. okay, when you are walking into a ring? It, it, it's super cool that now like, you can actually have these conversations not with just elite level athletes you can actually have it yeah. with potentially a friend or potentially someone that you have had interaction with in the gym before because again i know for example just having a conversation with one of the powerlifters okay cool how do you warm up and how long are you corralled before you actually go and hit your one rep max and actually before you mm -hmm. go and do these things because again in our world sometimes you warm up for an event at like let's say you're going to try and pb your snatch or you're going to try and max out a snatch which we had to do the other day it's like, okay, cool. We'll hit our warm-up weights. We'll do then a 3K row as fast as we can. And then we'll be expected to go straight onto that weight that we just lifted. It's like, yeah. all right, cool. What, te what techniques, what thing can you help me with as well? That's going to allow me to set myself up right to do that. Or how can I then use that concept of, okay, what mm -hmm. you do to help me coach some of my athletes and compete. So yeah, the, the people who are in the gym right now competing and who have it regularly available to them is now double, tripled, like tenfold. And because of that, actually, um, I don't know if you listen to this podcast. If you haven't, you better get back and listen to it. So much. I, I, I did a podcast with Doxy four weeks ago, and it was like why PT sh should compete in sport. And it's literally for these reasons. And one thing we didn't bring up was actually was because everyone else is competing in sport. It's so yeah. good if you're there with them and you're going to the events with clients and you're like, you're seeing people within your gym go to there. You know, so Tim's can turn into communities very quickly. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like the last um, event, like that big um, like summer event that happened, like a bunch of the girls that come to all my classes or that like I also now like coach like one-on-one -on -one with programming, they put a team together, they entered that event and it was just like, it's a, it was almost like a weird like, oh, that's cute, that's proud, proud like that yeah. of just like seeing these people just go from like strangers in the class yeah. to friends in the class to now teammates is such a yeah. like a fantastic like journey for them to go and like do because it like you said just builds community it builds that okay i don't want to let that person down so i'm going to train really hard okay cool what are they doing are they on a program okay cool i now got to jump into a program just because they want to be better because yes they want to compete against each other but they want to compete with each other yeah and then uh other people are seeing that in the gym and, and they're like yeah i want a bit of that actually i'm, yeah. just, I'm not really training for saying like what, what you get now is like 
massive in shape bodybuilding dudes that go yeah i want to do crossfit and i think we know what we're talking about (laughs) um yeah he'll be listening i'm sure oh yeah he was just he was just here at the window so i'm just like all right (laughs) yeah we're talking about one of a good friend of ours right okay so that's what's changed so now let's talk about mate the types of coaching available so I think now, and I, I know the people you work with, and then you know, know people I work with, and you know, we cover the same groups of people now. You get coaching clients, you get coaching athletes, and then you get coaching PTs. So let's first of all start with the client and the athlete, and what's the difference, and what they're both looking for. So what is a client looking for? A client, a client can be looking for anything, such as like short-term um, aesthetic-based goals. It can be general like health and fitness goals. It could be like a targeted, okay, I had an injury here before, so I need to work on this specific strength. So usually the goal of that person is very like specific in terms, um, very specific, but also very vague at the same time in terms of I want to get fitter. Okay, cool. What does fitter look like for you? Or I want to get stronger. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. What do you mean by stronger? You know, because um, you can easily have someone come up to you and be like, okay, I've never lifted weights before. I want to get stronger. But then they're like, I don't want to get too bulky. And it's like, all right, cool. Having those conversations like weekly of that will never happen to you ever mm-hmm. because you don't eat mm-hmm. enough. You're too small. Like it won't ha- ever happen. It's like, it's very specific, but very vague at the same time. So it's a lot of, um, it's, it's very much like a dialogue you got to have and like a um, interaction you got to have with that person just to really try and find out what they actually want, you know, and you actually have to do a little bit of coaching and actually be a, a very good human in a sense um, and just have like really good like psychosocial skills to try and dig out what they actually want what they mean by that and try to like navigate that journey together where you are trying to give them what they want give them what they need make them enjoy it make them come back and actually just like give them an all-round a good experience of being in the gym with you for however long it may be you know that's going to be your general like client you know um you have other clients um that work with like other pts who are like i've got this holiday i want to be ripped by then you know Mm -hmm. and you have more like aesthetic based people who um again if you are that coach you may find that your turnover of like clients stuff like that may be high because if you are an aesthetic based coach people's aesthetic goals change and they come in they come out versus you find the people who are like i just want to be fitter and healthier that's never-ending journey you know so Mm -hmm. it's 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 different though. So they're very specific, but also very vague um, with your yeah. average general like client versus when you have an athlete or when you are um, working with someone who's at now a way more advanced level who's, okay, I've got a competition in Madrid. Okay, at this date, make me ready. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. That's very specific. You should know this person in and out. You need to know mm-hmm. what they're weak at, what they're strong at. Um, you need to give them stuff that they hate all the time, yeah. basically, because... Yeah. That, that's what they need to do as, um, to improve as an athlete. Like, yes, you can give them all the stuff they're great at. Let's just say they're great at rowing. Cool. What's the point of he- yeah. helping them row if they're crap on the bike, you know? Mm-hmm. So an athlete, you are almost taking that option away from them of, okay, cool, this is going to be fun. Because sometimes yeah. it's not going to be fun. Sometimes it's going to be crap, you know? Mm-hmm. That athlete there is, has a goal in mind. They have a specific target that they want to hit, whether it be, I want to place top five. I want to place top 10. I want to mm-hmm. just do well. I want to go unbroken on my muscle ups, which I've never done before. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. That's a very specific goal. Okay, cool. So you have to then chip away at those 1% every single day, which to them will feel really tough because they're constantly mm-hmm. doing the stuff they're bad at. But that's where you have to do a lot more coaching in terms of, okay, cool, but this is why we're doing it. Explaining the process, explaining um, the science behind it really as well in terms of, okay, cool, but if we keep doing this, this will happen. This adaptation will happen. Therefore, you will be fitter, stronger. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, so, so with athletes, it's very much, okay, cool. What mindset do they have? What are their mm-hmm. goals? And then trying to marry the two together. Because if someone is a very much like, a lot of athletes are very like extrinsically motivated because they want to perform well and achieve X like position or podium or achievement. But also you need to find what like intrinsically motivates them as well. It's like, okay, cool. They like to compete. So they like to work hard because I don't know, they, they've just had this through their life before and they like to make themselves proud or they like to like go to the gym and just like feel that accomplishment of being able to add an extra kilo onto the barbell, do one more pull-up unbroken, bits and pieces like that. So with an athlete, you have to really try and tap into what motivates them and actually yeah. then just drive and use that as like the driving force every single time that they have that little bit of, okay, but why am I doing all this stuff that I'm bad at? It's like, you're bad at it because we haven't done it before and then let's drive it forward together. 
Yeah, you're completely right. When I when I send out um, parkues, sorry, sorry, not parkues, an online lifestyle questionnaire to clients, and there's I, I give them a section to put their goals, and I t- and I give examples of smart goals of like things they can hit. And some people will go, I want to improve my free rep max back squat from um, 90 kilos to 100 kilos by the end of the year, which may be in like 10 weeks time. You're like, okay, that's a goal. You know, that's a measure, very measurable goal. And then you'll get other people who go stronger, leaner, faster. <laughs> you know, yeah. strong, stronger, leaner, faster sounds good. But that's yeah. um, that. That's not wrong. That's um, It's just not Pacific. But then that's our job to fine tune those. Right, that's exactly. our job. So I think like you're right in saying the, the biggest difference between a client and an athlete is is also their commitment level and and lifestyle yep. balance. And someone who's trying to be an amateur athlete, you know, and treat themselves and live that life, you don't have to convince them to go to the gym. You don't. Oh need yeah, to... no, they're in bed by nine every day. They're like <laughs> yeah. up. They've got their meal prep. They're cool eating like chicken and rice or whatever it may be. Like they're in the gym slogging it out on those cold mornings i don't want to be here yet they're there yeah yeah you've not got to motivate them to turn up you've not got to put structure in the week or sorry not structure you've not got to try to fit fitness in the week fitness is very much there they're looking for fine tuning structure within their training because they're lost and they're looking for their next step they've hit that wall so when um pt's a floor walk in and I say all the time my course if you're if you hit somebody and you're chatting to them and they're just they've seen they're seen as an advanced member your conversation is what are they missing and it's normally that next step and the only reason they will sign up with you or engage in a conversation if they think you're the one to take them to that next step but they need yep. fine tuning they know for them to improve by um for, for them to improve to add two two and a half kilo on their three rep max back squat they know that's going to take a six week strength cycle it's not yeah, going to just happen exactly. they, their newbie gains are completely gone they know each increment they climb from here is complete fine tuning when 100%. i was rowing like when i was rowing oh my god the, the work i had to do just to drop my average split by one second yeah you know crazy. across two thousand meters you know like all that effort to drop an average split per 500 meters by one second but that would be yeah. such a four seconds over 2k is a huge difference and that's yeah. when you get down to a certain level 100 yeah. percent. and and that um athlete and client like um, perception of you as a coach as well is very very um detailed in terms of any let's just say gen gen pop um client or member come to the gym who's like i want a pt they will trust you 100 percent because you are the professional like you're the professional yeah. they, they're not too yeah. sure they will just trust you however that athlete will be very skeptical of you to start with because there's essentially a hundred other PTs or a hundred other like online coaches or CrossFit coaches, gymnastic coaches or whatever, mm-hmm. who claim to say that they can give you two extra kilos onto your back squat. So why should I trust you? What is, what's yeah. your philosophy of coaching? What is like the reason why you seem to be like the best fit for me, you know? So like athlete selection of the coach as well is a lot more in depth and a lot more processed and thought about because like I said, they know they are willing to put the work in, but they need mm-hmm. to know that you're willing to deliver the product that will actually allow them to do it because they have no trouble doing the work. But it's just now the thing that you're writing, will that actually allow them to get what they want? Mm-hmm. You know, so the selection process of the PT and coach as well is very, very like different as well in terms of the first one, you're expected to know what you're doing. No, they'll trust you. The second one, they're very skeptical of you because yes, you should, but do I actually believe you? Have you shown me the proof um, what's your evidence of being able to like coach with these people yeah and um yeah and, and then there's just a gray line when someone's not a new client you know not a new trainer they're, they're an advanced client they just don't have af- athletic they, they just don't have sorry competition a competitive goal but, yeah but also that that could always come that could uh no, I guess it could also come in a form of they just might want to get stronger so their competitive yeah. angle is I want to improve my my bench press i want to i want to get this many pull-ups you know that so i guess yeah 100%. that's that's their that's their competitive advantage when they switch from a yeah there's so many athlete, there's yeah. so many people that i know who follow a quote-unquote competitive program um however they don't compete you know they don't they don't do any competition okay so that's the difference between clients and athletes and then we've got this new era coming in which i love is pt's 
coaching PTs. And I feel like yep. that's definitely come in a lot more over the last few years. Um, last five years, it's just got you know, it's just got more in depth. People are looking for that. I mean, I'll, the bodybuilding world has always been great at this. You know, PTs that want to do bodybuilding always get coached. They always yep. have a coach because they don't know where to start with their comp prep. Then they need um, um, like posing prep. They need all of that. So then they've been quite good for years and years, always getting a coach. But then I've always found a lot of PTs don't. They always like self-coach, self-write the programs. Yep. And, I've, and of course, I've done that. I've always been quite good at following other people's programs. You know, like, you know, it started off on all the CrossFit sites, getting those off. And then it went to, um, you know, uh, the, the training plan, for example, was Annie Ford's course. Annie Ford's daughter's coach was wrote this online generic program. I was like, let's go there. And I've always took training programs like that, but I know a lot of PTs don't. They tend to just know a style they like, and then they stick to yeah. that. But if you definitely found more PTs are looking for one to one coaching for themselves. Yeah, definitely. Um, just like you said there, like um, the body, like the bodybuilding world, they've been doing it forever. They've always been okay, I've got no experience currently of going through the process of peaking. Okay, cool. Now game day prep. How does my dehydration look? What does my nutrition look yeah. like? All these um, specific things that are relevant to their sport. Um, you will only ever know, you will only ever find out once you've done it. And if you're going into mm -hmm. that blind, obviously you're not going to do it well. So you'll take from that and then you'll learn it. And then you're like, all right, cool. Now, again, the pros and cons of that, because now someone feels as if they've gone through that process and they've done it they can now then teach someone else straight away. Yeah. So that's like a pro and a con of it because, mm -hmm. again, the people who do it really, really well have been doing that for years. They've done it themselves yeah. for years and then they're like, okay, cool, I've refined my process down to this and I understand that this is the best way of doing it and then they can then start coaching. Um, so for me, for example, moving into Westworld that I did over six years ago now, it was bodybuilding coach heavy. You had some of the best people in the world. So I remember one of the guys came like third in like the bodybuilding world at that time there was another guy who had shoulders the size of my head <laughs> excuse me there was another female who as well who's just gone through they, everyone and they were like every pt had their pro card and was sponsored by some sort of protein yeah. you know so being in that world you saw it happening more because you saw their training you saw what their training looked like you had conversations with them it was like okay cool but how does this work how does this work what is it like and it's always interested me um not to do it percent not to do it but to like have like one of these people sit down and be like okay cool what did your nutrition then look like because if i was to go to a um bodybuilder coach and be like hey can you do my nutrition for me it wouldn't be sufficient for the sport and like the training that i do you know because mm -hmm. it is very much okay cool carb control um and all these other little things where it's like okay cool but i need to do like i don't know like 20k road today i need carbs <laughs> So it's like the nutrition yeah. doesn't match up. So it's very interesting to like have those conversations just to learn to have that sort of knowledge in your back pocket. Um, mm -hmm. And also then when and like why to utilize it. So 100% are people um, now looking for more coaching because like I said, um, they've been doing it forever. So now it's just opening up the field for everyone. You know, powerlifters are getting powerlifting coaches, crossfitters are getting crossfit coaches. And the beauty of the sport that um, yeah, we do and like that I do, crossfit is like, it's the best sport because you can have such specialty coaches in so many different aspects of the sport. You can have a gymnastics coach, you can have a weightlifting coach, you can have um, a conditioning coach. Like all these elements of it are fantastic because, okay, cool. If I want to improve my gymnastics, okay, cool. Let's actually go speak to a gymnastics coach, see what mm -hmm. their thoughts and feelings are on this, see how they implement it, you know? And more of those people are getting into, um, I find the sport of CrossFit. Um, you're now finding, let's just take an example, um, like the HWPO, he has a specific weightlifting coach, he has a specific strongman coach, um, you know, and it, and it just helps utilize your coaching base um, when you have all these other knowledges of different sports and different training backgrounds that you can actually now go provide them to a coach, you know. So if you're a coach looking for a program and the all these, this umbrella of training methods and fitness underneath them, okay, cool, that's going to be the person for me. So yeah, if you can just upskill your education as a coach, you're going to be so much more attractive to other coaches looking for help with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, like from the sporting world, I've always had a coach in terms of 
you know, for the sport. When I went rowing, I had a rowing coach sit in the boat, <laughs> you know, a power boat next to me while I rowed down the river every day. When I went, when I was playing rugby, I went to rugby training, there was a rugby coach there. Um, and then it was only when I, you know, in between rugby and CrossFit, uh, but also the weights to support, the, sorry, the strength and condition to work to support my rugby training whilst I was doing that was then just getting stuff offline and following structured programs. But what, uh, so now like, um, and now I do triathlon, all my stuff comes from, uh, like Wahoo, they do all my programming for my triathlon stuff because... I said it. I've said it a few times on the podcast. Like, it's something I'm trying to get into and learn more about. Yeah. I even make up myself and overtrain. Highly likely overtrain, and just yeah. do too much on or too little or something. Um, easy to do too much more. You know that, that's normally yeah. the issue, isn't it? It's easy, It's always easy to go over the top. Yeah, then, let's add a couple of extra percent here and just oh no, that's a bit too yeah. much. I don't think I can yeah. do that one rep at that weight. And then, and then all your workouts are red workouts. They're like destroying you and then you're suddenly fried or injured. Um, yep. So that's what, you know, because of the volume I do, I have all that structure because I love seeing new programming. So what else are PTs looking for? Why would, you know, mentoring, really? I yep. think uh, PT could be like... Mentoring, you know, education. Um, again, so like a great example of this was, um, again, back in the day, I think before, um, I followed Brute. Um, when I started like doing CrossFit like um, a few years ago, like it was brute because I liked the concept that they had a weightlifting coach, they had a gymnastics coach, they had like Hinshaw as their conditioning coach. So it's like all these different minds were just being like mashed together into this like one mm-hmm. like program. I don't think it's like that anymore. But that concept of okay, cool, you have elite level people inputting their knowledge into like one program that allowed you as a coach to now like understand. And I was like, okay, cool. I've now spent some time doing this. You will then jump to potentially a different program, whether it be like the training plan or something like that, mm-hmm. to understand, okay, cool. This bunch of coaches or this coach here has this understanding of this, but they this person does this differently and this person does that differently. Mm-hmm. And um, just from having a coach, like again, like myself, whether it be like one of these like training programs, you can see things that you like, things that you don't like. I mean, you can implement it in your own coaching, you know, like. For example, a lot of my coaching is very like gymnastic bias because the understanding of the movement in that fascinates me. I enjoy it. And also I believe it as like a training philosophy moving forward. If you are better at understanding your body in space and time, I can guarantee you, you're going to be a better weightlifter because mm-hmm. you understand how to jump. If you know how to kick properly and open up your hips and explode through the hips, you're going to be a better weightlifter when it comes to the bar. Obviously they're two very different like sports, but just being aware through gymnastics will allow you to be better at weightlifting. You know, so like the the ability to take things that you like from programs to, from different coaches, um, it's great. And I always say like one person should never really have like one coach from start to finish of their training journey. Um, just because again, you've never seen what's out there, you know, like you've never yeah. seen what's, what's gone out there. You can't, you don't know what you're missing out on, but also you don't know what you've got as in you could easily mm-hmm. go somewhere else and be like, okay, cool. But I like the way that my guy or my coach or whoever it may be did this. I don't like the way that they do that so like yeah. sometimes it's appreciation but also ah oh, i like that i'm missing that and to work on your weaknesses because you do it yourself you're just going to do your yeah. favorite things you're just exactly. going to be benching three times a week and yeah. <laughs> and that's it oh. <laughs> yeah can't remember the last right. time i benched <laughs> oh you make me sick so that's so mentoring education development so coaching clients coaching athletes coaching pts but something that is consistent, you know, it's going to be consistent across all three of them, mate, is accountability, structure, yeah. consistency. You know, that's what you're trying to provide to all of them. It's just on a different scale and yep. commitment level. Right. Okay. Types of coaching done. What do PTs need to do? So let's move into 2023. Um, this was meant to be a 30 minute podcast, but we're going to go over because it's quite oh, yeah. an interesting conversation. So what do PTs need to focus on going into 2023? If we look back at, you know, let's give. I just want to give some tips because things are changing, and something you cover a lot in your courses um, is assessments. It's like doing a yep. form of assessment, right? I think, you know, once upon a time, FMS screening come out, and a couple of people jumped onto that. Uh, but let's talk about assessments. What can you do, and and why that's important? And for yeah, PTs like doing it currently, a hundred percent. Like I always say, um, especially on the course, um, if you've got a new client coming towards you and they just say, hey, I want to be fitter, stronger, whatever it may be. It's like, all right, cool. 
they say that, but an assessment um, an assessment process tells you all tells you where they are right now. You know what has happened to this person, whether it be injury, training background, lifestyle, which has brought you to this point right now. Okay, no one's fresh out the womb, no issues, no problems, no nothing. You know, someone, everyone always has something wrong with them. Always, always, mm-hmm. always. Whether it be they externally rotate through their um, their hip a little bit too much on this side, or they've got um, shoulder internal rotation a little bit more on one side on the other. Why? You know, like why, why, why? And I always talk about why you need to like ask so many questions in terms of what they do for work. What sport did they play? Maybe not now, but for example, when they were like 12 years old, a good example of that was I asked someone to just do a squat for me. They did a squat and they were very like shifty and rotating around to the side. And you're like, okay, cool. Why? You ask a couple of questions. What sport do you play? Blah, blah, blah. They were like, oh yeah, I was rowing when I was at like school and university. I was like, cool. How many times were you rowing a week? Oh, about four times a week. I'm like, all right, cool. And again, for me, in terms of a boat, I didn't really have the knowledge of which one was which. I was like, did you use two sticks or did you use one? That was basically my mm-hmm. question. Because again, if you're using one, you're just rotating and rotating and rotating. So then they've got into this movement pattern of whenever they press their legs out, they're going to rotate. And mm-hmm. that was basically why they were squatting the way they were. So if I didn't do that assessment first and then loaded them with a barbell, they're going to be rotating. Now the load pressing down into their spine, you know, and it's just going to be a terrible outcome. So you have to like assess someone to find out why they're here right now and how they've got here. You know, and that can be everything from just movement, but also just questions, you know, just, mm-hmm. just questions. You can, you can see a ton from someone and you can get loads of information. Like it's, it's a good little party trick, um, especially I, I, I like to do on the course is get someone laying down on the floor, arms over the head, go shake, 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 go limp. And then you literally just pick apart, just pick it apart, pick it apart and be like, all right, cool. This is this and this is that. There's more muscle bulk on your left, muscle, more muscle bulk on your right. Whatever it be. Cool, do you play football? Cool, are you right-footed? All these little like different elements um, of it and literally just from someone laying on the, on the floor, you know? And you can just be like, okay, you can see now what movement patterns are potentially going to occur when you start now exercising this person. So a uh, movement screen or a movement assessment is super important because one, you're going to keep them safe. Like our primary like goal is a coach is prevent injury first and then mm-hmm. our second is improve performance you know so we have to make sure the person in front of us is going to be safe and healthy and then we can then start looking at improving performance so assessments are super important because they may tell you they've hurt their ankle and you're like yep cool and as soon as you go to do a lunge or a jump it just crumbles underneath them you're at fault you didn't do your due diligence as a coach to actually like assess this first so assessments are super important to help deliver your knowledge as a coach to help the client there in front of you trust you, but then mm-hmm. also just to make sure, again, you're doing your role as a coach of making sure you're going to be able to improve this person. But even if it's in like the next five, 10 minutes. Yeah, it's that good old, you know, you listen to what they want, but you're just going to give them what they need. You know, you'd be yeah. like, okay, we're, you know, these are your goals, but I'm also going to chip away at these little things before they become a thing. It's that pre heavy, you're not injured yet, but you will be, you're going to get injured because yeah. just the way you move, it's going to happen. Oh mate, exactly. have you ever seen a hockey? Have you ever seen a hockey player? One of my friends played hockey at an incredibly high level, and he is—he was smoked for a while because, you know, he is six foot two. It's just a long way down round. to the floor. Well, it's, no, it's not just round. It's round to one side because yeah. even though you can bounce, you know, you, you, know, you move the stick, both, you know, play on the inside, outside. You're always going to have a dominant side, so you're constantly tackling, constantly yeah. leaning down to one side. And I remember when he was really getting into assessments, he was just like, "Why am I all, why am I all yeah. squiff?" And he had to work so yeah. hard to restrain himself up. But like that would lead to a blown out hip, a blown out disc. You know, eventually yeah. it's coming. You know, injuries yeah. are or injuries are coming unless you build a strong frame and fix the balance. Exactly. You can complain about tight hamstrings for a little bit. But like, if you don't sort them, lower back pain will find you, my friend. Yeah, it is coming your way, and it might not come your way as it might come your way as like a little bit of pain or a bit of soreness in the morning, or it might come your way in terms of a real, you know, you'll you'll pick the dog out of the car and then you'll blow your back and it'll go properly yeah. gone. And it's not because exactly. of the dog; it's because of years of like not looking after and, yourself. And that's exactly what I say to people. It's like, okay, you're great now; it's not going to be a problem right now. But somewhere, somehow this will cause you a problem, you know, like, yes, when you go into a full like spine flexion and just like rolling over to down to touch your toes and you're leaning off to one side. Yeah, great. That's not a problem right now, but that will be a problem for you. 
You know, like at some point, somehow that will be a problem for you. And then you're going to be back to see me and you're going to be like, why did that happen? How did that happen? How can we fix it? And I'm like, listen to me a couple of months ago. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Exactly. Right. So assessment processes, um, you know, you can go as far, you mean, you can take this to the extreme or you can dumb it right down and just have like some movement checks before you start. But if you're a PT that don't do, that doesn't do the movement assessment, you know, that's something for you to study next. Yeah. Um, while we talk about processes, what about processes in general? Now, one thing that, you know, especially some of the trainers I've met as well, they all say the same thing. The trainers that have been PTs for five, 10 years, done COVID happened, decided to move full-time online for a bit and then get back into the gym. One thing they talked about was the importance of processes and online some, can sometimes force you to go that route. Like, because you don't see people in person, weekly check-ins, monthly reviews, um, checking in like movement, um, like requesting video uh, feedback, you know, let's talk about that. So PTs improving processes in general. Yeah, 100%. So like I know for me, um, one of the big days of like processes is a Sunday, you know? So like I'll, all the, my clients, all my online like athletes will have their process, um, will have their program set to them. They'll go through their week any specific like days that they have issues with, I'll just get a text or a message from, but most of the time, everything will get like reviewed like on the weekly. Um, just mm-hmm. because again, one day of training doesn't equate to a week of training. You know, one day you may feel rough, one day you may feel shit, one day you may feel good. We'll look at it in like a totality of a week. And then we'll look at that in the totality of a block or a month or whatever it may be. But every Sunday I'm sat there at the PT, looking through the videos, comments, 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 feedback, 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 next day same exact thing just go through the whole week of this one person okay cool then if i need to make any adjustments to their following week based on that make those adjustments throw it up for them let them have a look any questions any comments they'll message me and then literally just do that for every single person and i know for me that's the sunday plan because if everyone trains monday to saturday um then i need to wait until sunday or saturday night to actually get all of that information you know i can't um if they are squatting on a tuesday and squatting on a thursday and i jump in and start embedding comments on a Wednesday. Okay, cool. But I haven't seen what's happened in these two days. Like, have they seen something themselves? Have they actually made themselves um, a little bit self-aware on this day to actually now adapt their second? So for me, processes of like that online feedback, comments and reply happens on the Sunday. In terms of everything that goes around that, I try and get everything as automated as possible because sometimes for me, I'm great at the coaching. Sometimes I'm terrible at getting paid for the coaching. So for me, I know sometimes I will have people message me be like, hey, I need to pay you for a while. I'm like, ah, oh, crap, great. Um, so again, if you have like an online platform, a lot of like online platforms now have the ability to attach payment to them. You yeah. know, like I know True Coach has them, I know um, Fitter has them, where you can literally get paid through the app and it's all just in mm-hmm. one area and it's super, super smooth and super simple. That's great. If you have like online, if you have like one-to-one people, again, it's completely different on like a coach-to-coach basis. But I know for me, I do, I try and keep my processes as straightforward as I can in terms of uh, if I have like training blocks, I don't work in, I personally don't work in packages in terms of 10, five, whatever it may be. I go Mm -hmm. four weeks at a time because that's how I program. I go four weeks programming at a time in terms of I'll sit down and write the four weeks at a time, whether it be a 12, mm-hmm. 15 week block, whatever. So I know for me, every four weeks, I, it basically like pre-generates um, invoices, it pre-generates notifications for me to be like a check-in on this person's program. Have you done this? Have you done that? Like all like the admin processes happens for me every four weeks. It's super, it's super simple. In terms of like checking in with people who are away, again, that gets the automated notification being like a check-in with this person or like I'll update, this is their last session of the week drop a message, see how everything was, you know? If I get to Saturday and I've got loads of red crosses next to someone's name, they're definitely getting a message in like a, hey, what's up? You know, what, yeah, what's yeah. going on, you know? So automation of things that sometimes you're not great at or sometimes that are easy to forget, um, forgotten, it's super important, you know, super, super important. Make your life as easy as possible so then you're not sat there trying to chase people for this and that. You're worried about the coaching, you're worried about the person who's in front of you, you're worried about, okay, cool, I need to sit down and write this person's work, you know, you're worried about the fitness and the training, and the business is essentially taking care of itself around that. Yeah, you mean, like, processes are very much stuff I teach on the courses, and, you know, some of us are a little bit better with behind-the-scenes stuff, and some of us are better practitioners and in the business delivering the work, you know, and I think 
a blender you and me would be quite good actually mate <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> uh, but i you know you know you don't want to stress yourself out with this but you want to kind of come up with stuff that you can you know find a day to do stuff in i have days when i check my fitness pal for example to check who's filled in their nutrition i have days when i do my programming I have days when I might send certain messages because if you can kind of make like a, a, re- a weekly routine of how you're going to do stuff, that's going to set you up great. So don't like yeah. super stress yourself out, you know, especially if you're just starting, like things you can do is like, well, let's just add a process in for all my clients first and let's see what that looks like. And then you can yeah. keep growing and growing. And this is like a never ending game, right? Like, you know, I, I'm talking to you now, listening to you thinking, Oh, I could do a lot different actually. I, I could. Uh, oh, I need to tidy up my processes. And it, you're constantly chasing that. Like coaching yeah. is a never-ending process of becoming a better coach. Your goal is to always become a better coach, learn more, and it's a. Oh, and that's the best thing about our career is, you know, in our career journey is, you know, it, it doesn't end because you can just keep becoming a greater coach, and then you attract different clients as you grow. Exactly, a hundred percent. Like thank, literally implemented this week. I moved my calendar that I used to just like keep updated with like my daily processes from the basic Apple calendar to now just a Google calendar. Why? Literally because of the pure basis, they have more colors. They have more colors and they're a bigger color spectrum. So then when I have to do stuff, I can then have clients at Westfield, this color clients at Victoria, that color classes at Westfield, this color. Mm-hmm. And literally just, it sounds so silly, but having more colors makes me look at my week and understand exactly what I need to do, where I need to do, where I need to be and all these things. And something as simple as having more colors makes a massive difference now for me in terms of my week because I can see it now in color form. So just making a tiny little process change of going from one calendar system to a different allows you to just be so much more productive in your time and just look at it quickly and be like, yellow, Victoria, cool, go. Simple. Yeah, good. I can't believe uh, you, your clients chase you to pay you. I have to literally knock on my clients' doors like a. <laughs> I have to send around the heavies. I have to send around the heavies to get paid, mate. Yeah. Right. Um. Right. We need to wrap this up in eight minutes, mate. We can't go over an hour. I, I like an hour. I like an hour. Okay. Right. Just a couple more things. I want to talk about what PTs can do, like software. Um. It's funny when I talk to Doxy about software, she goes, "All the old school body coaches live on Excel." They love an Excel, and you and me are very much online programming software. Now, yeah. uh, we're, we're going to talk about two of them because um, we both use True Coach for a very long time. But you've also you also do group programming as well, don't you? So you you find Fitter quite a good one to use, and you ex, you're exploring yeah. that now. Yeah, yeah. So like each um, has their own like pros and cons, you know, and they're, they're both fantastic in their own field. Um, so I find True Coach is great for like individual coaching because you can make loads of like quick ad- um, adaptations to it and it's a more of a simple like uh, I find a more of a, like a simple sign up process um, the videos are a little bit like easier to watch um, they, I think they have mm-hmm. a bit of a bigger video library at the moment um, than fits up but um, I'll touch on that in a second but in terms of like an individual just like looking at their program um, and doing it I find personally it's a little bit easier. The experience of going onto it and looking at it is a little bit more um, like friendly for especially someone who hasn't done programming before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit more of a, the interface is a little bit like easier um, to play around with. However, if you have got like a really good like advanced athlete um, who wants to be very, very time efficient, who has um, this, okay, I've got this drive now, I'll go a little bit further. Then sometimes actually Fitter is actually really great for that. Because one thing that I wish True Coach had, which Fitter doesn't, is the ability to input your um, metrics in terms of this is my one rep max um, squat. And then on the backside, for example, on Fitter, you literally are sitting down there doing the programming. You type in a little bit of coding. So then when this person inputs their one rep max, like whatever it may be, automatically up on their phone and on that day, it comes up, you're doing five by five at that weight. And that weight is, like I said, what you've done in the backside of things, 80% of their one rep max. You know, mm-hmm. so that's one thing that True Coach doesn't have, which I wish it did, because then it just makes it that much yeah. easier. So like stuff like that, a little bit more like program, um, like programming on the fitter side of things mm. is great. As in, you can type in your 2K row. So then, if I'm like, okay, hold your 2K row minus two seconds per 500 meters, it tells you exactly what split time to hold. Split, so that person, yeah. so that person who's coming into the gym is like, I don't want to think. Yeah. They don't then need to pull up a calculator to do all these little things. However, I find the video library and 
again, just because I was using True Coach for a little bit longer, the video library that I've built yeah. up on there is so much higher. So when I want things, um, a specific video or specific things, then it's easier to access through that. So pros and cons of each, yeah. but what I find that Fitcher does really great at in if you've got like four or five people, let's just say you've got a team of four or five people who are training towards, they want to build a team to go compete in a CrossFit or a functional fitness site competition and they all want the same sort of thing. Um, they don't want pure, 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 um, specific individualized to them. You can create a group program on Fitter and they can all follow it along step by step, day by day, mm -hmm. along the exact same journey, you know, and that's really, really easy done. So they all just like jump onto the same programming and it literally is updated for them every single day. And it's just, you update one program, it updates all five of theirs for them, you know? So mm -hmm. it's super simple. If you are a PT, if you're a coach who has a niche, for example, um, I train only, let's say, females between the age of X and Y, you know? Mm -hmm. Let's say you are that type of coach. Okay, cool, you can create a group training program specifically around that niche, and anyone who literally wants to come and do that programming, they can literally jump on that and start from day one of that program. So you can do a lot of work beforehand and write a 90-day yeah. program, and that person can literally just jump onto your site, press play, press buy, whatever it may be, and start at mm. day one of that program, you know? Yeah. So it's super cool. Each app or each like software has its own um, pros and cons. Um, so it's good to like, have a good understanding of both and utilize both if that's something that you can do as a coach and you don't mind jumping between two things and like have, having that like understanding. Because I know one thing I think Fitter is doing now, they've got a lot of investment into it. A lot of, um, especially in the CrossFit world, a lot of like bigger, uh, big boxes use that software and use that programming for their obviously group programming. I think they're now giving you the ability to now, I think, potentially personalize it a little bit more and have your own branding behind it, which I know yeah. um, True, True Coach does as well. True Coach, you can like put your logo, put everything comes up with like your banners mm -hmm. and your headers. So again, everything now is just getting a little bit more, okay, how can we improve the experience for the person using the app and using the software as the client? But also how can we make it now a little bit more individualized to you as the coach? How can you put your product out there using our platform? Good, yeah. So like, it, you know, basically from this, the main thing someone needs to, what I want to kind of get out of this as well is you can use Excel, but like, you know, going into 2023, like Aaron just said, there's so much good software out there that doing yeah. such cool things. Someone might argue with me anytime, this, but I've... Anytime that I see someone using Excel for um, programming, I can't help but think Nellie and Kelly dilemma, her <laughs> writing a text in Excel. Yeah, I can't yeah. help but think that it's like, We've yeah. come further than that, you know. We yeah. can provide a better program. We can provide a better product than just text in a square. Yeah, you know. Um, there's some things that happen that are pretty good with some software companies. They let you white label it. I, I don't think these companies do just yet, but they let you white label it. So you, you know, you put your logo, your business name, while the uh, software works behind that. But yeah. I know you get you get people trying to build their own apps. I would say. You know, the good thing about paying a company is that, and it's not expensive, you know, it works out two to five pound per client, depending on how many clients you've got. Nice. It's really yeah. not expensive. I always, my advice for somebody that's looking for software that doesn't use software is to try them all because they all yep. come with free, two weeks free trials. Because the reason they come with a free trial is because once you sign up to it, you'll be on it for life. I've been on yeah. True Coach for about seven years. It used to be called Fitbot. And then it changed the true point, yeah. So every month, my diet debit goes out. I don't, you know, $100 a month, whatever it is. I don't even care because it's one of my business costs because my life wouldn't exist without it. My PT yeah, product 100%. would go down the pan without it. So my advice is, once you choose one, you're probably going to like it, enjoy it. And the thing is with software, once you find a way of using one, you know, you, you, get, so, uh, you get so efficient with your time with using it and you're, you're just going to stay with it. It's going to do, it's going to serve your clients is going to make your life easier. It's a process for you. You know, I always say, if I was to give you 20 clients right now and told you to write a program and get them set up next week, would it be a massive drama or do you have processes in your business to kind of do that? And exactly. if, like, how, how would you do programming? It's like, if I, well, I'll use this software, the client gets set up this way, I'd write them this message to send them and then I'd, I know how to program. I might use this style of template and that's, you know, software and processes fall nicely in 
interplay of each other. Yeah, um, 100%. You know, um, just while we're here, one thing I do get with True Coach is a referral link. So I will put a referral link to True Coach. I, I don't use Fitter, mate, but if you have a Fitter referral link, we'll put that in the comments. I, I'm not a big one for referrals. I don't, well, I am, but I don't like chuck them about. But with these, like, um, I know the True Coach one is pretty good. The True Coach one is um, two weeks free. And then if you sign up, we both get $100 credit to our True Coach account. See if Fit has got one, mate, because we'll put those in the links. And if you are looking yeah. for software and don't use software, then give it a go because it's 2023. Very soon, you should be using software. Yeah. Most, just, like, most just... Everyone has a Mac nowadays as well, and that doesn't come yeah. with Excel. So like people are buying Excel <laughs> yeah, to yeah. use Excel when they could be using software. So true. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll start summing up, mate, because um, we covered quite a lot there. You know, I always like bullet point kind of things we're going to talk through and like the subject just kept going, which is great because this is a big subject of what people can do. I just waffle as well. Yeah, and, and that. I guess the summary then, if you as we're going to 2023, is we need to step it up. We all need to be better. Um, the yeah. standard in life is getting higher and, and we should be better. You know, the, the, be better is probably the way we're going to sum up this. Yeah, um, like the, get, the, product that we're, the product that we're delivering, um, how we hold ourselves as coaches, like how self-aware we are of how we're coaching. You know, like self-awareness of the coach is massively underrated it's like okay ask go ask one of the other pts how they feel that you pt like that will give you a good Oof. indication of like Oof. of like how you're how you're coaching you know and it, it's great because they'll be like a yeah cool it seems like you sit a lot you know and it's like okay cool that's not the impression that i feel feel like i give out so okay cool then i need to make that adaptation you know like just being a better that's being really really self-aware of your own um like actions as a coach when you are in a one-to-one -one basis being really aware of okay cool how does my interactions with my online people look does it look like i'm lazy does it look like i'm on the ball does it look like if i'm using the software do i look really professional or if i'm using excel does it come across in the right way like is everything like color coded or is it just like block format you know like whatever way you're doing it just being really self-aware of how you as a product how you as a coach is being like looked upon by your peers but also the people that you're trying to deliver your product to you know, you don't walk past a coffee shop and be like, a, oh, that looks a bit grim. I'll go try it. You know, like it's, it's one of those things you have to be really, really just like appealing to um, obviously potential new clients who are going to pay you money to like use your services. But also as like other coaches to be like, you want to um, be respected in your peers. You want to be respected in your field. Mm -hmm. So it's okay, cool. If you have all the tools in place and you deliver the product that you say you can with your vast knowledge of exercise training, all these other elements, then you will be a better coach and you will attract those better clients and you will be moving forward inside the next year, basically being like, a, okay, cool. I am a coach of 2023 because I have all of these things in place. I know mm. I can provide a service that is not in the past, you know? Yeah, mate, that's, that's so well said. Mate, I just take I'm, that and just like... I, I think I'm going to make that into a reel. <laughs> that, that, there you go. That's good. I might just put that as a podcast. That's all we needed, actually, <laughs> instead of this whole hour. Because, um, I mean, like you say, how you look in your piss. The thing is with this job, it is a hard job. It is a very tough job. You can't be your best self all the time. You know, you can't be yeah. your best 100% self all the time. But all you can do is constantly try to make 1% improvements in everything you do and just always trying to step up. And when you are on the gym floor, you're saying, for these three hours I'm coaching, I'll be my best self today, and then I'll back off, I'll go behind the scenes, I'll relax. But when I'm on the gym floor, this is when I'm going to step it up. And then yeah, all the process will, will, will support that. Good, yeah, okay, I, mate. I know, uh, for, I know for, sorry, I was going to say, because I know for myself, like throughout a day, I'm multiple people, you know? Like I'm a different <laughs> person based on yeah. which client I'm speaking to, you know? Like, yeah, um, yeah. like you, for example, you can have a client who, um, doesn't like massively loud noises, doesn't like an aggressive PT. Okay, cool. So you're talking to that person, you're delivering them information. And then the next session after that, you may have someone who like needs that motivation. They need to be like, come on, let's go, let's work. You mm -hmm. may then right after that have the client who like wants technical coaching. So you're going to speak in very few words and a lot more actions and a lot more demonstrating. Then if you're teaching a class, you need to be energetic. You need to be like, like really, really like loud and energetic. So it's like, you have to like, really understand who you are and who's in front of you and deliver the best person that's gonna help that individual in front of you. Because ultimately they want something from you and you need to deliver it, you know, and you need to mm -hmm. deliver it in the best way that they can understand. We've all had that teacher at school who you didn't like because they didn't teach you the way you know 
that you need to be teached and you had then that other teacher who got you so well it's like you need to be that teacher to every single mm. individual so you need to be flexible mm. you need to be dynamic as a coach and display the best self that's going to like relay the best knowledge and best information to the person in front of you which will be different person to person yeah 100 percent. there you go mate quote uh, that one as well aaron how do people find you i would say instagram but <laughs> oh, once a quarter you do a post it's... Yeah, once the call, I'll do a post. Um, yeah, so Instagram would be the best bet. Um, or just find me in the gym, training, whatever. Um, yeah. But at Cook Fitness on Instagram, like I said, you may get like a montage of like a competition once every like few months or whatever, <laughs> or the odd story. Maybe you'll find coffee, shoes, training. That's basically as yeah, simple as it sounds. That's you. Right. Uh, I'll put a link up. Um, give Aaron a follow. We'll definitely get him back on the podcast for another episode and we'll do maybe a few shorter episodes. Right, everyone, uh, that's it this week for Coach's Corner. Thanks for listening. And, yeah, if you like this episode, please like and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening to this. And, yeah, we'll be back next week. Thank you, Aaron. That was great, mate. Uh, See you next week. Thank you, man.